Hey, welcome to the Learning Little Lessons podcast. I'm glad you're here. As you know, on this podcast, we talk about filling up on Jesus so we can pour out to the people around us. We also share stories that point others to Jesus. So today we're going to do just that. Um, You know, in our Bible study right now, we're learning about the study of Ruth, the, the book of Ruth. We're reading through it. And as I was thinking about the book of Ruth, I immediately thought of my friend, Marcia. She has experienced some of the same things that Ruth and Naomi have. This past year um, has been very difficult. The last few years has been very difficult. But also, she's seen God's faithfulness to the widow through it. So, some of you probably know Marcia. Some of you may not. But I'm excited to have her here. And I'm so ready to share her story and I'm so grateful that she was willing to come on and share some of the things that God has done for her and has he's been so faithful God has been so faithful to her to take care of her so let's go ahead and get started Marsha thanks for coming on Trudy thanks for having me um this is going to be uh, a neat experience here for me. Um, so yes, I am a lifelong Wayne County, Ohio resident. Um, mm-hmm. I've had a lot of change in this past year, as Trudy, as you have said about um, becoming a widow. Um, I wear a number of different hats nowadays. Um, I am a um, part-time kindergarten teacher in a private school here. And along with um, two other new part-time jobs that I'll talk about a little later, I was married to Kevin for um, 26 and a half years. And a year ago, actually a year ago tomorrow, um, is when he passed away. So um, it's been an interesting and um, growing year. I've learned a lot. Um, Life has changed a lot. I've been through a lot, learned a lot, and um, still have more to learn. Trudy, you had said about studying Ruth, um, and I know when I saw your email announcement, I thought, oh, that'd be a good study to do, and then when you asked me about uh, interview, you know, asked about interviewing me, I was surprised. I wasn't really thinking how my story might relate, but now, uh, as I am, now, even even before getting into the story in depth, I, I realize how how much I can relate and my heart is breaking, you know, thinking about that story. Um, so many emotions. I have so many questions. And there's so much to their story, to Ruth and Naomi's story that isn't written down. And it's um, been a neat journey to feel mm-hmm. feel a little more connected and understanding of what they went through. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, my first question is, and it's a long, long question. So I'm just going to ask it. I'm just going to throw it out there and Marsha is just going to have at it. Okay. So um, my question is in the past year, how have you seen God provide for you physically, financially, relationships, people to surround you um, and love you? And how does he sustain you emotionally and spiritually? I feel like that is one thing that we see in the Ruth story. We see her being provided for 
we see God providing for her. And I know you have a year worth of, I mean, God provided for you before Kevin passed away, but you have a year worth of stories to share. So goodness, however you want to start. Okay. I have, I have a lot to say. Good. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So yes, I'm just going to say that God has shown up mightily. Mm-hmm. Really amazing. Um, especially this past year. And, and I know, I know he has been there. Maybe just my eyes are opened a little more or different. I mean, I notice it, but, um, a number of months and especially the weeks before Kevin passed away were extremely difficult. Um, I knew he was dying. And when you said about uh, providing physically, I, I look back and I wonder how I even made it through. I, I, how did I come through it all with um, at least some sense of sanity and, and mm-hmm. health left? Um, you know, I'm reminded of that footprint in the sand poem, you know, where the man asks where, mm-hmm. where God was, because there's only one set. And um, I guess that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. But I know it's God because um, I, it's, it's, it wasn't me. It was God. I yeah. was being carried. And that's the only way I can explain it. Um, I, I look back now and can't believe I made it through the exhaustion and the grief, um, anxiety, sleeplessness, depression, mm-hmm. and the whole pain of it all. But um, I do have one specific Ebenezer for me that um, I hope I never forget. Uh, there's one evening about five weeks before Kevin passed away, and I was um, so exhausted and, and needing to go to bed, and I wasn't sleeping well, and I... Um, he would need help in the night, so I would be up and down a lot. So he was struggling. He was needing someone to talk to, and I was uh, done in. I was not going to be the right person to, to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to listen that night. Um, and I remember getting up to fill my water bottle um, and, like, just, just trying to think through this. I, I knew he appreciated when friends would visit with him. And I wondered if I should call one of his friends. You know, it was getting late, and I just I didn't know what to do. And a lot of them had said, just call, you know, just call anytime if you need something. I hated to impose, but I, I uttered out a prayer. I remember praying like, Lord, what should I do? Should I call someone or text someone? And immediately, immediately his phone rang, Kevin's phone rang. And, mm-hmm. um, it was um, Ken Stoller. And um, Ken was calling to talk to Kevin about something else. Um, Kevin's aunt had passed away and Ken had gotten connected to them through ancestry. And anyway, Kevin's cousin wanted Ken to tell Kevin. It's kind of a complicated story. Mm-hmm. But Ken was calling to tell Kevin that his aunt died. And I, um, it, it, I, God was right there, Trudy. God was mm-hmm. right, right there. How thankful that I could go to bed. Thankful that Kevin had someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. He talked um, two hours with Ken listened for wow. two hours. Wow. Um, and I, I, I was just reminded then that God heard my cries. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've ever felt more, more seen, you know, mm-hmm. that I, yeah. that I was seen, that, that he knew and how comforting to know and truly know and feel that I wasn't forgotten. 
and and I know I wasn't, but you know what I'm saying as far as that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And so um, just this week, as I was preparing for visiting with you, um, it made me wonder, like, how often did Ruth and Naomi feel that way? Did they feel mm -hmm. alone or, or unseen? But then how often they maybe felt remembered? Um, mm -hmm. I just, it makes me, it makes, it reminds me that we just, we never know when our actions are an answer to someone else's prayer. Like Ken's phone call at just the right time, you know, prompted to call them, like, that was an answer to my prayer and who would have thought, yeah. you know, and I just, we just never know how one seemingly small act of obedience can touch the lives of others. And that's, that's, um, that's one Ebenezer I hope I never forget of how, mm -hmm. how, how God showed up. And let me just say, I have the best family, the best friends, the best <laughs> church family and community. I, I do. And I, I thank you all for being the hands and feet of Jesus. Um, I thank you for stepping up, stepping into the lives of others in need, and, and I've felt that um, immensely. Um, so many people have offered their help in, in various ways uh, before when, when Kevin was sick, but also especially now. Um, I, I tried to write them all down, um, so when I needed something, oh. I knew who to call. Um, some, I, I did ask for help, you know, sometimes though I tried it on my own and then failed miserably <laughs> and then asked for help, of course. And, you know, I know that many others would have been willing to help even if they hadn't offered, I guess that's, that's, that's how amazing of support system I have. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, the one thing from being married for so long, then going to living alone is a humongous transition. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think about Ruth and Naomi, I was thinking about it this week, you know, them being married, losing the, the three men in their family, losing their source of income, and then moving to a foreign land, everything changing, the uncertainty, and I just, it, um, it just has given me a lot to think about, and um, mm -hmm. uh, a better understanding of maybe what they went through. Um, yeah. You know, I feel, yeah, um, in uh, Kevin's last week or so, um, when he was in the hospital and then that day in the nursing home, um, I wasn't able to be with him. And when you talk about um, how God has helped, um, it was hard to leave him, you know, and not be there with him knowing, knowing he was dying, yes. that it was hard to stay, you know, just in, in, um, expend that energy and, and the, the hardship of it all. I was the only uh, family allowed to visit at that time. But I took comfort in knowing that Jesus um, said he would never leave us. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I would try to picture Jesus right there in the room with Kevin um, mm -hmm. when I couldn't be there. I, I know he was there when I was there too, but as far as, and that brought me comfort. I know he was right beside him there. He wasn't alone. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's a story for another time, but I have no doubt that when he passed away, that I know that Jesus was right there with mm -hmm. him, um, right there with him and I in that room. Um, I mm -hmm. No doubt. Um, people just, when you said about providing, people just showed up, um, they showed up and brought, um, food and cards and gifts and words of encouragement and, um, texts and phone calls, um, just people just showed up, uh, in, incredible. I've never experienced anything quite like that. Um, just for example, he passed away on a Wednesday night and I was, um, looking back through my texts, and I think I had about 60 texts 
just in a matter of a short time of, you know, some, even from out of state of just, um, wow. uh, words of encouragement and sympathy and, and prayers, um, about how God is providing even today, you know, there are people that tell me they pray for me every day and I'm just in awe in all of that. Um, mm -hmm. I do remember getting the mail. Um, it was soon, what, soon after Kevin passed away. And you remember when the time when the post office was really backed up and we get yeah. stuff, you know, way late. So even with that going on, I had this humongous, humongous stack. You know, I opened my mailbox and um, so many, so many cards and many with mm. gifts and um, it was really unbelievable. Um, I don't remember how long, how many weeks it was. I know it was quite a few weeks, but there would be something in the mail one or more every day for weeks wow. and weeks and weeks. And um, wow. I guess I, I didn't realize how meaningful a card could be, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if this has happened to you where you, you, you want to get something done and you maybe don't get it done and then you're embarrassed. And, oh, yeah. Oh, I think my card's late and should I even <laughs> send it? Or if they come to my mind, should I reach out? It might be awkward. That ever happened to you? <laughs> you were just me. <laughs> oh yeah, you know that. Uh, you know me. Well, you know I do. Well, well, I, I, I hope I know. I hope I remember that always, and um, I hope I never forget to just do it anyway. And I want to, you know, just do it anyway because sometimes late in our eyes is just right on time. I, I just, mm -hmm. I, I really believe that. Um, so, whoever's listening, let me encourage you. Whenever you feel awkward or embarrassed or think something is late, just do it. Um, you never know how it just may be right on time, the exact moment. Um, I can't count the times I would get a text, right? And life was overwhelming or I didn't know how I was gonna face something. Um, so keep on showing your love and kindness to others and letting your light shine and being the hands of feet of Jesus. I just um, learned a lot. Um, so one of your questions was financially. Yes. How has God provided financially? Well, it's unbelievable. It's, it's humbling. And, and if I may say, it's even hard sometimes to accept with the right spirit. Um, the financial generosity that I've received in this past year is, is overwhelming. And, and it even mm -hmm. started back when Kevin was um, sick before he passed away. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I, it's hard to even admit about the, the accepting it in the right spirit. Um, you know, I, I was thinking how Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. And it is a blessing to give and it's a blessing to receive. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess my question, don't you think sometimes it's easier to give than to accept? <laughs> I don't know. You know? Yeah. And, and, and I, but maybe that's where the blessing comes in. Yeah. Because it's yeah. way more fun to give than to receive. <laughs> And if you don't have a receiver, you can't be a giver. I mean, when you really right, think right. about it, you have to have both. Yeah. And, and uh, just, yeah, let me tell you, I was on the receiving end a lot. And, but pride creeps in and says, oh, we don't need help or we don't need others. And, and for me, maybe not everybody, I, there was this inner tension or turmoil. Um, I, I have to accept their love and feel worthy. That was something I kind of struggled with. Like I wasn't worthy to receive all mm -hmm. of this love and, and, and that. And 
um, maybe it's the public exposure can kind of be painful. You know, think about Ruth mm -hmm. and Naomi. Everybody knew their situation mm -hmm. and um, can't be hid. And so maybe maybe some of that, some awkwardness. But mm -hmm. I, I'm just, it's just been incredibly humbling uh, to be on the receiving end in so many ways. And I've done a lot of thinking. And I don't, I don't know why I struggled so much. Do you, I don't know. Maybe do we sometimes feel in debt to others a little bit? Yeah, when, when, you can see that. When, when, when they're, they're giving and not that they ever give it in that spirit, but, but mm -hmm. we maybe feel that. And I, I was thinking about, you know, did, did Ruth and Naomi feel that way about the bounty that, that Ruth had gathered from mm -hmm. Boaz? You know, did they, or did they accept it with gratitude in the mm -hmm. right spirit? Ooh, <laughs> I was, my heart was pricked a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. uh, something that was interest, uh, interesting, and, and this is um, quite a problem, and I'm joking, but a lot of people um, so generously gave an anonymous gift. And it was, oh. um, it was um, humbling, and, and maybe it goes to that exposure part of, I don't know who to feel indebted to. Yeah. To that crazy thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? People see my situation, and but I don't know who they are. And, but, but, uh, then do you walk into church that. and be like, was she the one? Was she the one? Was yes. She the one? Yes. It is. Mm. And, and, and I, I'm embarrassed yes. to say that and humbled. Um, uh, but, but it does, you know, I've been thinking about this too the left hand and the right hand. And really, honestly, it is it is okay sometimes to not know because maybe our relationship can be yeah. more um, not genuine. I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, and 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 I I don't I don't think anyone ever gave in that spirit that I should feel indebted ever. They were just sure. in their heart. Yes. Satan wanting to ruin a good thing, right? You know? Right. Exactly. He's a loser. Yeah. He is, he is. And it, it, I, I look and I'm like, why are you struggling with people being so generous? Anyway, um, so I, I, something that really helped me think about that in the right spirit. Um, uh, just recently, I was, um, again, kind of struggling with some um, unbelievable generosity being offered to me. Like I said, pride wants us to decline. Like, I can do it myself. I'm not helpless. I don't deserve this or whatever excuse you want to insert, you know, mm -hmm. um, and I, I talked with my counselor about it, and he offered wise advice to me, and he reminded me to view it with different eyes, um, to view it as God's way of providing for me, you know, that, that God is using his people to provide mm -hmm. for me, mm -hmm. um, and isn't that beautiful? I, I just, mm -hmm. I, yes. I look at it, and, and instead of that Oh, I can never repay or I am debt. It's this is God working in working in their hearts and providing for me. Um, and it goes yes. back to whose stuff it is anyway. It's God, right? right. <laughs> it's not mine or yours. But, um, yep. Anyway, it just it, is, it has been a um, an eye opener, I guess, and in, in a a reminder that 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 God is really blessing me in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Um. <clears throat> So I, it is, yeah. And I hope I, I hope I always can, always can um, Look remember at that, that in receiving or also with giving, you know, with giving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, James 127 about caring for the widows. Wow, that catches me in my throat now. Um, mm. You know, and and when you read it, when you're not, um, it says about what orphans and widows. When you're not one of those, you're you're listening to it as the giver. Mm-hmm. But wow, when I hear it now, I hear it with those different ears. And um, a friend of mine at, at church recently reminded me to remember the duty of the church, um, that the church is there to help, you know, I, um, that, that, that that is their duty rather than being embarrassed by it or, um, and, and they have in so many ways, I, they have just really been, um, really been generous. And I know um, the brothers, um, the local alms fund brothers from Whitman and Smithville that they reach out to me and I know at any time if I have a need that I cannot um, provide for that that it will be taken mm-hmm. care of so isn't that That's awesome. um, isn't that such a beautiful thing of, of uh, the body of Christ working together I guess yes um, so then then last week I was thinking about Ruth um, I wonder how it doesn't say, but how how did she feel at accepting? And I'm going to put charity in quotes. You know, how how, how did she feel about that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she had to be humble enough to go glean. Yes, um, and that probably felt like yeah. that probably felt like I'm going out to do some work, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I'm going to go of my own hands. I'm going to do some work, but then. Yeah, she came back with a lot more. And if, if you haven't, or if we haven't got to that part in the story yet, she, Boaz said, drop more. He told his servants, drop more for her and let her come up among you. Like, so back in the, back in the days, they would glean what was left over. And if you got a little too close to the servants that were in the master's field gleaning, they could tell you, you know, get out get back, get back because you might be picking up too much, you know? So Boaz, not only did he say drop extra for her, but he also said, let her come up with you right in the good stuff and get the good stuff. So, so yeah, she went out and she started working, but then there was definitely charity involved. Right. So, yeah. And she was blessed. I was thinking about this too. She was blessed because of her obedience blessed amazingly right you know that extra and and it just it it made me um look at my own attitude like you know what if what if she had been too proud to ask for help or too proud to let others love on her or Mm -hmm. um refuse to go anyway so those are just um, Mm some things this brain of mine is mulling over you know Mm um so when i when i think about um, God providing in my incredible um, support system. I am very thankful. Um, this, of course, has been the hardest life-changing season. Mm-hmm. Um, but even with all those help, all I'm sorry, with all that help, my support system, it's still very hard. But I can't imagine going through such a thing without God, without my faith, without hope, without my family without my church family, without my oodles of friends, um, you know, I, I am blessed. And I was just <laughs> talking to, to someone at church the other day who was re- recently widowed. And she said the very same thing. What do people do without, without this support mm-hmm. system? You know, how do they survive 
mm-hmm. such heartache without love surrounding them without hope and I um anyway just um, yeah again yeah I mean um, sad some of the people you know go to drugs go to alcohol go to yes yeah and what we all without God (laughs) it's hard it's hard even with God and yet all of those you know or that hope of of someday this life is going to be amazing you know heaven heaven is there and and our loved ones are there and Jesus is there and I just um I don't know it just has really made me made me thankful um again I I go back to thinking of, of Ruth and Naomi and um I think about their finance, you know, financially, their, their source of income was gone. Their, their husbands had died, you know, and it, it made me think, um, did they panic? Did they fear? Did they worry? Um, uh, for, for a lot of years, this was back a while ago. Um, I don't know, maybe 10 years. I don't know. Maybe not quite that long. Um, my part-time paycheck was our secondary income. And then, um, no, let me say that. Yeah, for a lot of years, my, my part-time paycheck was our secondary income. Um, but let me say that after Kevin passed, um, took me a little while, but then it really hit me that, oh, wow, now it's up to me. And that's not a right thought because it's up to God in me. But, but yeah, right. my brain says it's up to me. You know, it wasn't just a part-time gig anymore, you know, uh, uh, that's what I call mm-hmm. it, my part-time gig. Uh, you know, and then your, your brain thinks, what about retirement and all of this, you know, when you're going through a crisis, you're just trying to survive. You're not thinking about retirement or whatever. Yeah. You're just trying to make it through the day. And so it, it, it really knocked me off my feet for a while, um, so to speak, overwhelmed me, the changes and decisions. And now to think about saving for retirement and all of that. Yeah. Um, and I, I look in now a year later, I look back how, how graciously and generously God has provided. And I, 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 I'm very thankful. Um, mm-hmm. So back when I introduced myself, I had said about some part-time jobs. Um, mm-hmm. So adding to my part-time teaching job, I do um, some companion care for the sweetest elderly lady. Mm-hmm. And I also do some custodial work at my school. And I, I like to say that um, I think God does have a sense of humor. I don't know if I told you this, Judy, but I, funny thing is, is I really don't like to clean, um, you know, and I have this custodial job and I'm really not cut out to be a nurse and I'm, I'm not a nurse per se, but it could be, yeah. you know, so, so, so <laughs> I look and I'm like, you know, God, God does have a, a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. but I am touched how he opened up the way for both of those opportunities and how honestly he opened up this rebellious and resisting heart um, to be willing to accept it, to be open to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I never, I was thinking the other day, I never in a hundred years would have seen myself doing what I'm doing today. You know, just, mm-hmm. uh, um, I don't know if I told you this, but um, we had a visiting minister back in August and um so that would have been about seven months after Kevin had passed, six, seven months. Okay. And I was struggling in a lot of areas. Um, it was before school started. So I knew I was going to be starting these two 
you know, the cleaning and the companion mm-hmm. care. Um, I was panicking about providing for myself that I have the energy. Honestly, I working three days a week was stressful enough. I, okay. I, I really didn't I'd hardly make it through three days of teaching and now adding two more part-time jobs and feeling burdened and inadequate. And to be quite honest, angry. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember crying out to God. It was one Sunday morning, you know, asking him, you know, what if, <clears throat> what if I'm not enough? Mm. What if I can't do what you're asking me to do? What if, what if I can't do it? I, um, and of course I was having a pity party <laughs> and um, Satan has a heyday when we have mm-hmm. pity parties, right? You know, sitting mm-hmm. in the mud. Um, yep. <laughs> and another thing I was comparing myself to others, which we know is not a good thing to do. Um, so I was not, not in a good frame of mind um, when I got to church, but like I said, we had a visiting minister that day and um, I'm just going to say he was there just for me. You know, his message was hundred <laughs> percent for me. He, he came out, you know, he was there for me. Um, and, and to be honest, I, well, I was sitting up pretty far and I, I know he kept looking right at me, at least that, <laughs> that's how I perceived it. I like, are you paying attention, sister? You were probably wearing a big sign. I need your message, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's why he was, was looking at you. Yes. I'm like, I didn't even know this brother. I, I didn't know who he was. So, um, but I, I'm just going to say it was, it was, it was really a neat thing. His message. And, and he asked this, he, these are some of his words, you know, that God had said, am I trusting God or am I trusting myself? Mm. And when we get into trouble, we trust in ourselves and a big gulp on my end. I was just doing that. <laughs> God, how am I going to provide? How am I going to provide? You know, and he went on to mm-hmm. say, in the end, it's going to be okay, not without trouble, but okay. And then again, he asked, do I trust him with the provision that he can provide? Ooh, gulp. Um, let's make God big. It's not about us. I need to have a dependent, faithful heart. Oh. Point taken. Isn't that, I, I just, I, I, I have never felt so, um, like a message was so specifically, specifically wow. for me, um, you know? And so even now when, mm-hmm. when fear starts to creep in, I, 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 um, I like to go back and either read my notes from that or, or listen to that again mm-hmm. as a reminder that, that, that I'm probably struggling because I'm trusting in Marsha. Um, yes. That's oh. an awesome question to ask, even if you're not Mm-hmm. a widow or not in your situation am I trusting God or myself because ourself we know ourselves you know we know ourselves we know we're weak we know we don't have energy for three jobs we know how we are but and the, the better we know our God the bigger he becomes right <clears throat> the bigger our God is the bigger our God is the the less we have to be. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, Love that question. And I know it's just, it was so, so good. My heart was touched. And, and also I think about, um, I just lost my train of thought. So I guess I'm, <laughs> I'll come back to it if I remember it. Um, so you asked about uh, relationally, emotionally. 
um, I've been thinking about how the body of Christ works. And, you know, a lot of times when we read that, in my mind, I think about you have the ministers and you have the kitchen committee and you have the Sunday school teachers, like as far as the physical mm. um, mm-hmm. trustees. Yes, yes. But I, I was thinking about it as um, how about if we relate that emotionally or relationally, you know, mm. like that we each do our part. And I was, I, I'm concluding and I'm thinking about this, that through our own pain and experiences, um, we can use it for good to reach out and comfort others in their pain. Um, meaning, you know, like, like my situation, I can relate to such and such and help them. And mm-hmm. you was raising girls and teenagers and other, like, like, I don't know that I ever really thought about it that way of, of the body more relationally. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just think that's a beautiful thing. Is uh, a for example, I think about picture. how it is, isn't it? I just, Mm-hmm. I just I just thought about that not too long ago in, in um uh, and actually um there was a minister that was that was asking you know how how can we help the widows more how can we you know help under understand and 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 people help but people don't understand just like I don't understand what it's like to be to be raising children I, I can guess or I can think about it but until you're in a situation or, or how many different people who have lost mm-hmm. a child or lost their home in a fire or, or whatever, we, we can, we can have sympathy, but we don't have the true understanding, but maybe that's a gift from God that we don't totally know what, what, I don't know, maybe be too hard to bear, but um, anyway, that's, my, that's just my thought of if, if each of us, each of us in our own pain can work together. I think about those who reached out to me who have lost a spouse. I'm some of these people I've never felt connection to necessarily before. And there's even a, a widower that I have connected with, you know, that you would never think we would talk that way um, if we hadn't lost our, our spouses. But anyway, I just think that's a beautiful example. Um, the one comment I was one thing I was thinking about soon after Kevin died and, and since then is I know I haven't prayed enough for people who have lost a spouse or, or prayed enough for other people in situations too but I'm thinking specifically of, mm-hmm. of, of someone who's lost a spouse and I I just didn't think about how your life gets turned upside down in every way and, mm-hmm. and everything changes you know I was naive about it like yes of death and loss and uh, and I don't know if you feel this way. You can go to church and look at someone, and this is any situation. You can look, and everybody just appears fine, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're just you're just fine. And I guess I assumed over time you just get over it and move on. And and how wrong? Like mm-hmm. I I look now and I'm like, I, I why did I even think that loss is something you never get over? You move forward, but you don't you don't move on. You know you're. Mm-hmm loved one is still a part of who you are and so that Mm -hmm. they're still with us they're present Um, anyway so going back to our story of Ruth I was I was just wondering what support system they had you know Mm -hmm. and 
I, how many times do we read, and this is all Bible stories until we, all parts of the Bible until we sit down and look at it. You know, I read their story and it's easy to get caught up in the happy ending, so to speak. Mm -hmm. You know, you read those few chapters, they, they marry, then they suffer loss, and then they move, and then Ruth remarries again, and it's happily ever after, right? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but, but wow, I was just thinking about that. I, I'm thinking about what has not been said in, in that. What is, mm. There's so much more to their story, emotions and hurts and faith lessons and willingness and humbleness. And um, mm -hmm. I guess that's, there's more to all of our stories, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to the, there's a part in there, we see a little picture of it, um, of their story, that she was a foreigner. You know, yes. and she was, their whole family was looked down on because they left during the famine. And then they came back kind of as punished people. Like if you wouldn't have left, you know, yes, exactly. you know, there's all happened, kinds right? of, you get a little taste of it in there, but I can only imagine all the talking that went on because as she came back, she said, my name is not Naomi. My name is Mara, right? Bitterness. Um, so you can only imagine all the people that were talking when she appeared and then had brought in her foreign mother or foreign daughter-in-law with her, you know, that was unheard of. Um, that's why she got to marry Boaz because the other guy, the other, yes, right, right. the closer, the closer kin to her didn't want to be stained with her presence or whatever. Um, so yeah, and probably, probably for all of us, there's people, you know, I went, I went, there's something a few months ago and, or maybe it's longer than a few months ago, but I went through something and I, you know, people are talking about you <laughs> and you know, that people could say, why didn't you do this? And why didn't you do that? And it's just the way it goes, right? So I'm sure that Ruth and Naomi had a lot of that, had a lot of people um, saying, why didn't you do it this way? Or why didn't you do it that way? There's so much more to the story, right? And as you go through it, as you spent the last year going through some of their things, like you start, when you go through it, you, you finally can feel how they could have felt, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so much. Um, there's a quote that I've had on my refrigerator for a, a long time. Um, it's based on 2 Corinthians 1 4. And it, it reminds me well, the quote was that God does not comfort us to make us comfortable, mm. but to make us comforters. Hmm. God does not comfort us to make us comfortable, mm -hmm. but to make us into comforters. And I, mm -hmm. I've witnessed that on the receiving end of those who have been through hard things and mm -hmm. reached out in comfort to me. So that's, um, it's just a reminder of, of um, being willing to be used where God mm -hmm those hard things can be used for good. 
Mm-hmm. And I got to see that um, on Sunday. One. I got to see that on Sunday. Marsha hops up <laughs> and goes and talks to the yeah. to the most recent widow in our church as she walks into church by herself. And then a couple minutes later, she hops up and the next person he he had lost his mother, his dad. Um, I think it was his dad. His but, dad. Yeah. And uh, and there she goes off to be a comforter. She didn't get comfortable for very long. She off to comfort. It's so interesting how like your heart just is like, oh, I know what they went through. Oh, I know what they're going through. Um, so that's one, one, um, hopefully one thing I'll always, always remember is to, to be able to, to reach out and to see others in their pain, I guess. I'm sure that's not what you were going to say. Sorry to interrupt oh, you. No, but thank you. <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, as far as like how God is providing for me emotionally, um, and I'm thinking about this, um, I'm thankful that God opened up the way for me to plug into a local counseling center years ago. Um, yes. I'm thankful for the knowledge and guidance and Christ's love shown to me there as I've navigated through challenging times and, and Kevin's illness, and now my life as a widow. But that's mm-hmm. I'm thankful for my church. Um, I know that spiritually I need to stay plugged into church. You know me, Trudy, that I can tend to pull away, mm-hmm. and and um, so I need to keep making the effort to get out of my get out of my comfort zone, reach out, um, mm-hmm. and to, when I'm finding myself pull away, to make that effort to pull back in. Um, I'm thankful for I'm in a, a beautiful group of. Um, with ladies that uh, do a Bible study. It's been a number of years and I'm thankful for that or, or other spirit, spiritual connections I have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was thinking about this. I'm thankful for the routines that have been an, already been in place. Mm-hmm. So when this, when this hit, that I could fall back on them. You remember when we were teaching, we had um, practice fire drills and practice tornado drills. And mm-hmm. the point is, so we know what to do in a real emergency. And so mm-hmm. I, I'm, I've looked back at that because, because honestly, um, it's taken a long time to even be able to pray, like form words. It's more like, Lord, help me or, or, um, and so I, I take comfort in knowing that, that I have some, um, people or places that I can go to or that Mm -hmm. um, some routines that Mm -hmm. um, anyway um, another way God provides comfort is through song Um, there are so many beautiful worship songs that speak to me Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of times when I don't have words I just listen to them and usually cry so if (laughs) you see me after I've been in the car and I've had on my music you probably will see traces of tears but that's okay right (laughs) yeah for sure Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm, um, I am um, so sad and I'm heartbroken and I miss Kevin dearly, but there's a song by Casting Crowns called Scars in Heaven. And um, this song is so heartbreakingly beautiful. Um, and so when I'm sad and I, I hear it or listen to it, I'm reminded that that Kevin isn't burden anymore, isn't suffering anymore. He's not in pain. Mm-hmm. You know, 
see Jesus is right there. And, and I, so I'm still sad, but it brings me comfort, if that makes sense. I can rejoice that the scars are gone. And, and um, anyway, I, I know there's a lot more that, I've shared a lot here, but there's a lot more, but uh, I guess you can see how God really is providing, providing for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that. I got chills several times in there, just listening, just listening. Um, and in case you're like, what was that song? What was that song? It's scars in heaven. So you have to go read the words to that song. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Next week, I will publish the second half of this episode with Marcia And next week, we're going to be talking about what you can do when you find yourself in a very fearful place. And Marcia has so many great tips and hints and just things that she's been learning this past year. So be sure to join us next week for that.